And good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I am your host. And man, I, I tell you, I, I think I may have my new best friend on as, <laughs> as a guest today. We've been talking for a while. This guy is freaking unbelievable. So I want to welcome to the show, Mr. Craig Lockard. Craig, welcome to the show, man. Uh, thank you, Ken. And you're right. I was thinking about the same thing. It's like, wow, man, it's, it's, it's amazing all the, all the similarities that we didn't know. And it's like, God, this guy's awesome. It's like, it's just so weird. It's, it's one thing after another. It's I like, know, I man. It's crazy. I'm sitting here going, holy crap. I didn't know. Like, I'd right. have been out in Jersey hanging out with you if I knew all that. Right. So, we should probably check our genealogy. We could be related. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're from Ohio, dude. So right. Ohio, right. Right. So, yeah. so, um, you know, as I told you, I created this show to, um, help people, right? It's a, it's a way of, um, it's my way of kind of giving back to the world. I've been very blessed in life. And so, um, you know, I want to, um, help people and i think that that our you know whenever you can hear another person's story about how they hit a wall or they you know what and they got stuck and 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 you know figured out a way to break through it i think that's helpful right i couldn't agree more so 100 right let's start let's start out with um telling everybody you know who you are where you were born and raised Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is probably pretty inappropriate, but I'm 67 years old, so I get to say inappropriate stuff now, I think. But it, it, when you ask me that, it, I, I'm reminded of a scene from the, the movie The Jerk with Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was born a poor black child. Dude, you know, I, I swear like, to God, I, I uh, got to stop you, man. Here, listen, what? listen. What? See, <laughs> the similarities keep piling up, man. I swear somebody asked me to speak at a conference in Atlanta, Georgia, where I was going to be one of the only white dudes there. And I told her, I said, I'm going to start my speech with Steve Martin. I swear to God, I was going to, I was going to say, (laughs) but I thought, man, I'll I'll get, you know, booed off the stage or something there. Sorry, go ahead, dude. That's hilarious, man. Well, so, uh, let's see. Um, I'm an only child. Uh, my dad, uh, started in the car business, uh, in 1950. And, uh, he, he bought a little used car lot. And when I was born, he called it Craig Auto Sales. And, uh, through my whole life, I was, I was born and raised on a farm on the far east side of Cleveland, Ohio, out in Jogger County, the snow belt. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like a real farm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, we'd ride, I literally would ride my horse to school sometimes when the buses couldn't get to get us to school. But, uh, my dad was in the car business and, uh, it was an absolute front of mind thought of mine that, that I will never, ever, ever be in the car business. You know, my dad would <laughs> get home at 10 o'clock at night. You know, I never saw him. He'd never go to my games and this, you know, all that, you know, boohoo stuff. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, my parents got divorced and uh, again, you know, boohoo. Uh, but uh, I ended up, uh, <laughs> I flunked out of Ohio University. I went to OU for a while. <laughs> then I went to, then I went to Kent State, same thing. So then my dad finally, he said, you're going to a school up in Michigan. Oops, I said the M word, sorry. <laughs> yeah, not this it, week. <laughs> right. It's a school up north and uh, stayed up north. And I ended up at Northwood Institute for a year. Wow. And uh, but I'm there with all these like bazillionaire. I mean, these guys are getting like two demos a year and stuff. And I'm driving around in a 1960 Buick, you know, yeah. so it's a little, little out of water. But uh, but I got a taste for the car business and the people in it. So uh, my dad owned a at the time in the 60s, he owned a, a single point Plymouth dealership in Canton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, so I ended up, you know, starting in the wash bay my first day, Ken, true story. I'm there two hours and we got a new car delivery, a 1973 Plymouth gold duster. So, uh, we're out of rags. The guy I worked with, he's drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. 
There's no towels. So I go to the parts counter. I said, dude, you know, I, I, I need, uh, I need some, uh, I need some towels. Well, we don't have any. I need, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to play the dealer's kid, right? Yeah. So, I, so I'm smashing on the, the, uh, the parts counter. Come on, let's go. Chop, chop. I want to, you know, <laughs> so we're by the Timken rolling, roller bearing plant and they provided us with all those blue shop rags. Yep. So I get two big hands fulls and I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a human buffing machine. Like I'm going to be the best detailer, car wash lot boy in the world. Right? Right, right. So I'm like two hands and I'm like, I'm all over this car, bring it out, put it in this, the delivery area. All of a sudden I hear the screaming and my name being paged. I come up. Well, in these shop rags were little ball bearing shavings. Oh no basically took most of the paint job off the car. Oh my god. Yeah. My da- so I'm there 2 hours my my dad fires me. My my, my 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 mother my mother calls him the next day said, "Look, we know he's a knucklehead. Just give give him a, isn't there something else you can do?" So then Oh, they man. had me run parts. They put me in the body. They tried to hide me anywhere they could. So, you know, my hair was down to my shoulders and I, you know, was they a complete maniac. <laughs> so one day I come into work and, uh, the, by that time I had become a service advisor. Yeah. They, my dad would not let somebody sell cars. He said, you're a circus, <laughs> you're a circus clown. You can't, you, you can't sell cars. Oh, so, uh, I walk into the service department, service manager says, Hey, you got to go up front. I said, what for? He said, just, you got to go up front right now. I go up front and there's a bunch of guys in suits there. I said, you know, who are you guys? They said, well, who are you? I said, well, dead. well not anymore. You're not. There was, so hold on. You broke, to me. you broke up. What My was dad. It? You broke up again. Who was it? So, uh, uh, was, it was a bunch of guys in suits and I said, who are you? And they said, we're the new owners. Oh, okay. And I, I didn't, you know, my dad never ran it by me. Like I'm going to sell the store. Right. So I walk in there and it's like, you know, what up? And they said, well, where do you work? I said, I'm a service advisor. They said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to sell cars. So, uh, so I started selling cars for the new owners at my dad's old dealership. Did you really? Yeah, so which was uh, pretty interesting, but uh, how old uh, were you? Uh, I was uh, twenty-three or twenty-four. Twenty-four at the time. I've, I've been in the car business. It was uh, forty-five years this past summer. And you're sixty-seven. Yes, sir. Jeez, man, you don't look <laughs> sixty-seven at all. Not even close. Yeah. yeah. Well, twenty-five years ago, I stopped doing some things that was aging me. So I, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm reverting backwards a little bit. Dude, I'm fifty years old. That makes you old enough to be my dad. That's right. Well, <laughs> all right. I, 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 hey, I got two sons. I could use a third. <laughs> oh, I'm just playing. Wow, man, that's that blows my mind. So you've been doing so, it for a long time. Yeah, I have. Yeah, we. Uh, this will be, you know, and I don't know how many people can relate to this, but when I first started selling cars, our phones were speaker phones, and there was a button underneath of our desk. So when we left the customer, it was wired into the manager's office. So we'd flick a switch, and oh. while we were gone, we heard John and Mary say, you know, all right, now, we're not going to take a less than a thousand for our trade. So, you know, let me handle this. And <laughs> so I mean, that's how I learned how to sell cars by listening to the customer's conversation. Now the, the privacy laws about six months later, we had to pull all that stuff out of there, but uh, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was amazing time, man. I mean, it like literally can wow. 90% of the things that we did then yeah. are illegal, are illegal today. <laughs> <laughs> and it was standard operating procedure. I mean, it was like, oh my you know, God. yeah. So, uh, wow. I sold cars for a number of years. I, I was, uh, uh, I, I did really well. Uh, yeah. I got, I got a, a, a manager's job at a huge Chevrolet dealership in Akron. Uh, 
at 29, I, I ended up uh, being able to become the general manager of that store, which I had no clue what I was doing at all. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, I had 50 salesmen and it was it was chaotic. I had to learn as as I went and, uh, you know, got hired away from there, ran a, a, a smaller group, got hired away from there, ran a, a pretty big group in, in Ohio. And then one day I uh, I saw in the automotive news that, you know, Earned 250,000. Now you got to remember this is 1980, uh, 1988, I think. Yeah. Earn $250,000, travel the country, be a nationally known sales trainer. I said, okay, well, well, you know, that's cool. I just, I was just divorced. So I went out to Springfield, Missouri on my own dime, 30 days of training. And, uh, back then we did, uh, it was, they were called turnaround deals where we'd go into a dealership. Yeah. And we, we'd get paid a percentage of whatever we increased the profits. If we didn't, we didn't make any money. If we did, we made a lot of money. Right, right. Uh, so I did that for about four years. That brought me to New Jersey. And as I had mentioned to you, that's where I met my future ex-wife. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so she suggested I probably not travel nine months out of the year. So I partnered up with the uh, Chapman organization. At the time, it was Sheehy, and uh, where you buy in a little bit and this and that. And yeah. so uh, there were a lot of partners. So about two years in, they cut me a check, and uh, I'd seen a, a, a system of, of, of hiring Greenpeace salespeople. But it was kind of a nasty kind of it, – it, it was there were a lot of gray areas. So I took it. I cleaned it up, and uh, – wrote a manual, wrote a process thing, and I started doing that, uh, going into dealerships and, and, and interviewing, recruiting, interviewing, and then initially training Greenpeace salespeople for dealers. Right. Uh, and that went real well. However, there's only so many weeks in the year, so I would, my income was pretty much predicated by the number of weeks in the year. So I thought, well, the only way to really get wealthy is on the other, on the efforts of other people. So I hired a couple guys, uh, one of which is a, a minority partner of mine right now, Ernie Kasperwitz, been with me 19 years. Uh, we hired a couple more guys and a couple more guys and a couple more guys. And as of, uh, November 14th last week, uh, been blessed to be in business 21 years. Uh, we've, we, we've been able to hold over 17,000 recruiting campaigns in the U.S., Canada, Puerto Rico, place over 165,000 men and women in the car business. Good grief. Uh, and not just in sales. I mean, we do, we're, we're probably the, the biggest, uh, producer of, uh, technicians in the country now, uh, wow. which is a real hard thing to do. And we finally figured it out. So we, we literally cover all the bases. Uh, we wow. just, uh, just had our annual, uh, uh, company event, uh, which you saw some of online. Yeah. It's a, we pretty much uh, owned Facebook for a couple of days and I had uh, some great speakers, Troy Spring, Lisa Copeland, Matt Canning, uh, Anthony Alagona, uh, yeah. and, uh, Michael Cirillo. Uh, uh, it, it was just, uh, just, just awesome. But it was in 60% at the last day. Uh, we had an awards dinner and I had people stand up kind of like Founders Day in Akron if yeah, you've ever been there, yeah, yeah. With, the, with the number of years and you know it's like who's been with me between six months to two years and then two to five and then and I'd have them standing and the, the applause would go and then uh, you know it was 60% uh, of my staff has been with me t 10 years or more wow. which I there's a lot of things to be proud of in life, uh, family and so forth. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But, but that was a real point of pride when six out of every 10 people you employ have been with you 10 plus years. It's, uh, uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, dude, like that's, you know, one of the things I, I saw, um, and, and I'm, that's when I'm like, uh, I got to have him on my show. Like I, I, I saw Anthony Santangelo, which I'm friends with, with most of the speakers you just named. Right. Right. Let right. me ask everybody watching right now, share this out. Would you, if you haven't shared it out, please, please share it out. 
because I yeah. wasn't able to, this software doesn't automatically tag Craig and he's using his phone <laughs> right now. So if you could share this out, that'd be awesome. Even if you already shared it, share it again. So, yeah. um, you know, let's, you know, I, I, so I saw you, um, I, I saw you giving a speech. Anthony Santan, Santangelo was, was on Facebook live and I saw you, dude, I'm just going to tell, I'm going to tell everybody you made me cry, dude. Like, don't do that crap, man. Don't make me cry. And that's when I was like, this guy's got heart, man. I love this dude. And, and, you know, you told a story about your, your, uh, daughter and, and it just, dude, it just reached deep. Cause I have two daughters. Um, and you know, it just reached deep down inside and ripped my heart out, man. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, and, and that's so, I, and so far your story has been, yeah, I kind of accidentally fell into car sales and I became a gazillionaire overnight. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like, it sounds very, <laughs> like, it sounds like it's been a pretty easy road from just the listening. And I know it hasn't been. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about no, some of the bumps you've hit, some of the things that you've hit in, in life that you were like, oh, God, I'm not getting through this. This is, this, uh, it's, it's over now. <laughs> right. Well, uh, one thing that, uh, that we talked about and I shared with you uh, this past June 10th, uh, I, I celebrated my 25th year of sobriety and, uh, and, 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 as you as you well know, uh, my options were pretty limited. It was either stop or die or right. kill somebody. Right. Uh, and uh, you know, it's the old thing. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And yep. and in my mind, there was divine intervention. And uh, and uh, you know, uh, one day at a time over the last twenty five years, I've, I've I've been able to not pick up a drink and. Uh, and I'm thoroughly convinced that one of those things would have happened. I would have died, killed somebody in a car, uh, you know, or whatever. Right. Nothing good. Nothing good would have happened. Right. Um, and and like literally everything changed. Uh, uh, different people came into my life that I, I believe God sent into my life and, and uh, uh, for very specific reasons and, and kind of formed uh, the basis of the company, my relationships with with people and, and, uh, it, it just, it changed me. Um, you know, it, uh, 08 and 09 were pretty challenging. Uh, you know, yes, we, we, were. you know, and, and can you imagine during those times picking up a phone and if the phone, if they were still open for business talking to somebody and Hey, could you use any green pea, uh, <laughs> salespeople on your floor? And it was like, hello. <laughs> right. are, 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 you, are you still there and uh yeah uh, we lost a lot of money uh yeah you know uh, you know like three quarters of a million dollars i was paying people so i didn't i didn't want to lay anybody off so i was paying people out of my pocket yeah. um to, to you know to keep the company going because i knew it would ultimately come around but there were there were there were dark days something we didn't talk about and i i i, I hope it's appropriate but um it does there, anything, dude. Let it all out. There was a, so I, I, I have a, I belong to an amazing church and I, I don't want to make this all a, a whole God thing, but I belong to an amazing church. And, uh, one Sunday, the pastor's talking and at the time, and this has something to do with the story at the time. And you mentioned this car when we were on the phone earlier, I was driving a, uh, it was a 2010, uh, CLS, what was it then? A 550 in 2010 or five, 500 or 550. I forget. They changed the model after yeah. the first game. Five, but five, it, yeah. Yeah. At any rate, it's a hundred thousand dollar car, right? right so right. it's like, and so I'm still thinking I'm, I, I'm not, I'm literally bleeding cash and I'm driving around a hundred thousand dollar car. And the pastor says, look, uh, you know, we, we need to help with a, a new part of the student, uh, building and it's going to cost a hundred grand. He said, and I know some of you people in here drive hundred thousand dollar cars and he looks right at me. Right. Oh now. God. And so, but he didn't know what was going on in my situation. So, um, I literally can, 
literally. Now I, you know, I owned two homes at the time and you know, you got a 401k and you got this and that, but to my name, I literally had $2,200 to my name, $2,200. So the next day I wrote a check for $2,000 and a letter to my pastor's wife. I, and I explained the situation to her. I said, look, I, uh, this is all I got. Right. And, but I know it's, yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. Take it. Yeah. So she calls me. She said, look, uh, you know, we're, you know, uh, so grateful and so on and so forth. She said, can we do a video about this and about your giving and how the whole thing came down? I said, well, you can do that. I don't want my name mentioned. You know, I want to, you know, don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. I said, you know, you want to do it anonymously. That's cool. So, so, uh, so the next Sunday they do, and I'm sitting, you know, you kind of sit with the same people at church every Sunday. And so they do this video on the screen and it was, it was my letter, but they used actors, but everybody I'm sitting around, they hit the hundred thousand dollar car and this and that and another thing. And everyone looks at me and it's like, Oh shoot. <laughs> everybody knows. <laughs> but, but here, here's the interesting, what I think is the interesting part of the story. Uh, that was on a, uh, that was on a, a Monday and, uh, I, I, a client we hadn't done business with in four years called me personally. And, uh, in two days, uh, uh blessed us with a $50,000 contract. Yep. Two, two days later. Yep. And you're going to, there'd have to be a whole lot of people to convince me that that was just coincidence. Um, because it wasn't in my no opinion. Way. No and, way. No uh, way. And, and since that day, uh, we've been blessed to, you know, make it through the ups and downs. And, yeah. uh, as I mentioned to you, we're, we're looking to acquire a, 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 a rather large company, uh, that, yeah. you know, we, we're going to announce probably within the next six to eight weeks. And, uh, but it's been just, it, it, and, and, and Ken, it, and I know that you know this, and, and I hope the people that are watching really fully understand this. It's not about process. It's not about promotion. It's not about product. It's all about your people. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I, I, it was at least smart enough over the course of my career as a, as, as a business owner to, for the most part, pick the right people to start with and then treat them as family the whole rest of the way. Um, and, and consequently, uh, our people would do darn near anything for us. Uh, it, it really is a family and that's why they, that's why they stick around. It's like, I, yeah, it's, I dude, I've seen, I've seen it. I think Anthony Santangelo would take a bullet for you. And, yeah. And, and, and I know he would in fact, and, yeah. and, and, and I've seen it with the other people. I don't know the rest of your team. I know Anthony, he's been on the show and, and right. um, but you know, like, <clears throat> I don't know the rest of your team, but I've seen them on video. I see the way they, they look at you. And, and one of the things that I, you know, I don't want to make this all about God either, but I will because it's my <laughs> show. And if you don't like it, leave. Right. Um, so I, I carry, I carry this, this little, if you can see it, it's really tattered. It's folded over um, this back. 30 years ago when I was still a practicing raging alcoholic, um, <laughs> Anthony said, I will take two bullets <laughs> and run through walls for Craig. Um, so, so I'm sitting in church and this, this pastor says today, we're not, you, you're not given to us. We're given to you. So there's an envelope in the offering plate. And this is a televised church with 3000 people in it. Right. And, and take the, take the envelope and open it when I tell you to. And we all opened it and there was a brand new $1 bill stapled to the back of this, if you can see it. And it's yep. the scripture, Malachi 3, bring the whole tithe and offering into the storehouse, blah, 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 right? And right. it's just a, it's a remind, I've, 
Dude, I was homeless four different times and had this dollar bill attached to this thing in my billfold the entire time and I never spent it, never spent it. There were times when it was difficult for me to figure out a way to drink. I never cared about eating. I just wanted to drink when I was drink when I was doing the deal, you know. But Amen. I I never ever ever I that's I'll give you can ask my wife. I think it drives her crazy sometimes, but I'll give the last $20 I have if I have to, you know, I, I, to help somebody else because not because I want to be the hero, not because I want to be the big man on campus, not because of any of that, because I know in my heart of hearts, call it God, call it the creator of the universe, call it whatever you call it, just love, right? But whatever you want to call it, I know just like you do that it provides and if you give and you help other people, man, it's going to come back to you 20-fold. That's right. That's right. The, the, it, yeah, the tricky thing, and, and as a matter of fact, it's on my notepad. I mean, it's the, the last thing on my notepad for today, for my notes that I start every Monday, is the two, just two words, give more. Love I, that, it, man. It, 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 and it's just... Uh, and it's hard sometimes, obviously, but it's, uh, it, it works and it, and it only works if, it, you know, we, we have a thing that Anthony and, uh, Anthony, I love you, kid. You're, 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 you're awesome. I'm, you, uh, I'm, I'm so grateful that, uh, you came into our lives, but, uh, we, we have a, 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 a saying, it's something that's the first thing when we have a new hire, they have to get their heads around or they can't work for us. And it's a, it's called rule 10 from a, a gentleman by the name of Og Mandino in his book, uh, a better way to live. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it basically goes like this, uh, be, beginning today, treat every person that you come in contact with friend, foe, loved one or strangers as though they're going to be dead tonight at midnight and extend to that person, all the love, care, kindness, and consideration you can muster expecting nothing back in return. Your life will never be the same again. Wow. And in, in if, in if, and if we have a new hire, I don't care how talented she or he is, if they can't ex intellectually accept that that is a possibility and a way to live your life, I, I, they're not going to be on our team. Um, wow. Because that's what we'd like. That's our basic principle of operation. That's what, that's our why. Wow. You, know, it's the, you know, we don't sell from what, how and why. We try to sell from here's our why. And here's how we do it. Um, and, and I believe, uh, frankly, that if, if you can if you can live that life, you yeah. know, I used to be Ken. I used to be the guy at the airline ticket counter. It's like, what do you mean my flight scheduled? Do you know who I am? <laughs> how is my flight scheduled? Or I get to the hotel with a two o'clock check in and I'm there at nine o'clock. And it's what do you mean? My room's not ready. Right. And I throw a fit and act like an idiot. Um, and, 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 and frankly, if you yell and scream enough, you usually get your way, right? Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. But, yeah. but then you have a knot in your stomach. And then when I got turned on, when I got sober and I got turned on to this book and that rule, cause my first sponsor told me, I want you to read this like every day because you're like the worst person in the world, dude. You, you've got, <laughs> you, you've got, you've got to change the way that you are. And but dude, so, those sponsors can be real pricks sometimes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he and he really got me addicted to donuts, that son of a gun. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but and and then from that, then uh, it's probably one of my only original thoughts. Uh, but I came up with a, a a phrase for us that 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 we live by, and and it goes like this: It's like if we do what we do better than anyone else does it, someone will find a way to pay us to do it. So wow. instead of chasing money, we try to chase excellence and knowing that if, if, if we do the right thing, the dealer or our client, whoever that might be, yeah. will see the value and will pay us because we excel and we do, and we frankly do do it better than, than anyone else. But, it, but it's, but it's based, I think, on our why, not how we do it. Uh, which is just crazy, crazy, crazy important to me. Uh, and I think that's how you keep, you know, there's not too many vendors been in the automotive space 20 plus years. So, and, I, and I'm, I'm convinced that's, uh, 
one of the reasons why, frankly. Dude, uh, that's, that kind that's, of that's, that's, in, that's incredible. So, so you, um, so you grew up, did you go to high school and all that in, in Ohio and in Geology? Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, my wife's to... from right across the way from you in Erie, PA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not too far from there. Yeah. I went to West Yaga high school. Uh, I was a pretty good athlete and so forth. And I got a, uh, my senior year, I thought it would be a real good idea to buy a motorcycle. Oh yeah. Uh, so, and I had, uh, you know, a, a fair amount of, uh, scholarship offers to go play football and at college. Uh, but one day I, uh, well, long story short, I got in a motorcycle accident and it, it, it broke my leg. So I could only play four games my senior year. So I tried to walk on at Ohio university and, and ended up being a tackling dummy for a couple of weeks. Uh, oh, yeah. so, so I quit, but yeah, yeah. But so I, I, I grew up there, went to high school there and, uh, uh, loved it. I grew up on a farm and, you know, we had horses and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, which at the time was a, you know, was, I hated. Right. And now I would give anything to have that life back. I mean, that's, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. It, it was, it, it was a cool way to live. My grandparents lived on the property. It was a big farm and, and a working farm. Uh, I was telling a guy yesterday, uh, there was one day we we're bailing hay and, you know, it's a big, you know, you got to get that hay in, you know, make hay while the sun shines. Yeah. So two of my buddies come out in the hay field and we're, you know, all, all my dad would let me do was pretty much because I'd screw everything up. I, I took the bills of hay and threw them on the hay wagon. Right. And yeah. then I'd throw them, throw them up in the, in the loft. So my two buddies come and said, Hey dude, there's a concert somewhere in upstate New York. Now you got to, this is 1969, right? Yeah. So it's like, you oh, know, we're going to go. Yeah, we're going to go up there. So let's go. So I go to my dad and he looks at me like I got nine heads. He says, <laughs> seriously? Like, no, but throw some more hay on the wagon. So, right. so I go, you know, so it, my, my parents were still married at the time. So I, I go to my mom, of course, you know, right. Hey, mom. And, and, you know, what did dad say? Well, he said, no. Well, then get back out there and bail hay. Right. So, so my two buddies went to Woodstock. <laughs> oh, and, wow. And, yeah, and we're gone like a week. I think they probably saw maybe I think they saw Hendrix the last day, and that was about it. They were so stoned and yeah. uh, everything. And uh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't get to go. So wow. it was, uh, yeah. Hey, and but, I've I've said because I grew up in farm country, um, not on a farm, but I definitely have bailed some hay. And I I'll tell you, um, these uh, no offense to any hardworking young people at all, but man, you have not experienced work until you're picking up bales of hay and throwing them on a wagon. And I, I'll tell you, the last time I bailed hay, um, I was working for a farmer, actually. I was running another company he had, and, and he had built this beautiful office just off of his main barn. And, and um, like on the other side of my office behind me, I would sit and make cold calls and all this stuff all day. And, and, and there were sheep, you'd hear them like all, all day long, right behind me. I'd bang on the wall, shut the heck up. Like it was crazy, man. But like, you know, I, um, he, he comes running in and I lived in, in Dublin, but this farm was in Marysville. And, and so he comes running in the office one day and I'm, I have plans to leave early. I'm going to the pool, getting drunk, hanging out at my apartment, you know? And, right. and he's like, uh, man, there's rain coming. We got hay laying in the field. I need your help fast. And I'm like, dude, I'm wearing swimming trunks. Like, I, like, <laughs> you know, and I never, I didn't really think about it. I'm like, sure. Give me a pair of gloves. And I have sneakers on swimming trunks and a t-shirt. Dude, I had hay stuck in places you don't want hay stuck in, and it like it's not a joke. It hurts, no, man. No. Yeah, that's right. That is no joke. You, you, you take like, a, 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 a fifty-sixty. Yeah, man, fifty-six hook and throw it up. Like that. That is work. That it's is work. you. You get a real appreciation of actual work. <laughs> yeah, it's insane, man. So. But you know yeah. that's that's what that's what you know growing up in in a in a country environment does is it it does teach you that I grew up with no money I mean we had no money and so I had to learn early like hey man you want it you got to go earn it you got to make it on your own 
Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, after my parents got divorced, uh, my mom tried to keep the farm, and so uh, you know, and I was selling cars, and and again, I was pretty fortunate. I was a pretty good car salesman, so I made back then made pretty good money, and uh, you know, tried to keep the farm and so forth. And ultimately, ultimately, she had to sell it. But uh, uh, it, it's uh, I think it's interesting if you have a, a legit why other than money. Like I wanted to keep the farm. Yeah. So by keeping the farm motivated me to, you know, stay that extra hour, take that extra up, make that extra follow up call, you know, go to somebody's house, which in the old days, that's what we did. We sold cars everywhere. Um, But that was my motivation. And and I think it it probably sold me another hundred cars a year just because I wanted, you know, to help my mom. Right. And, and to stay in the place that I, I, I grew up in, you know, it was very important to me. That was, that was at that time, my why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's ha- having a strong enough. Why let, let me ask you this because you've been incredibly successful now. Um, and I, again, I know that not everything's always rainbows and unicorns. Um, but, but you've had, I know you've had some, some, I mean, you told me on a Facebook live of Anthony's that your daughter, you had some, some, she had some, do you, do you want to tell that story or, or, or no? Well, uh, cause that's a big challenge that you, uh, yeah. You worked um, through. yeah, it, uh, it, short story, bottom line, uh, uh, she got in a car accident and, uh, has what's called TBI traumatic brain injury, which, uh, is, it, it sounds crazy, but it's actually an epidemic in our country. It, it, there's people walking around that have TBI that don't even know it. Uh, I mean, it's oh, like wow. a, like, like a major concussion that, and, uh, there's no cure. Uh, it, it, it destroys, literally destroys a, a, a part of your brain. Mm. And so the only, the only, um, way to improve is they try to repathway the information that the, the, the dead part of your brain can no longer handle into a part of your unused brain. So, uh, but, um, she's an amazing human being. Yeah. A- amazing human being. Um, uh, she's a single parent which is makes it even more challenging. Uh, but, and she works for me, uh, and does a great job. And she's just, she's my hero. She, I, I literally, I, you know, you know, the saying, God won't give you any more than you can handle. Right. I, I, there's just no way I could handle what she handles day to day. It's, uh, she's, she's my hero. Dude, that's uh, that. The, and, and I, you know, and I don't mean to bring up anything uncomfortable, so I apologize if I did, but um, no. I know that you have, you have, um, you've handled that man and you've, you've been there. And, and I think that again, having you, you because you mentioned the why, and I know that's part of your why I know no, that's, no doubt. that's, that's part of the why. And, and, you know, there's so many people that say, you know, I've seen it and you've seen it where people won't stop drinking even for their kids. They won't stop drinking. They won't oh. stop. They won't stop being a jack wagon. They won't stop. You know, they and and when but when you're faced with something like that where you have to be like there's no option, no other option. Nope. You it's have your, to be your best. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. And, and it's helped her because she. I mean, she's really great at her job and she's overcome things that uh, it's just, it's amazing. She's just an amazing person. Uh, um, that's awesome. That's about, that's about where I'm at with that. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, man. What, what do you think in your opinion of all the people? Cause 25 years sober, I mean, at 16 years sober, I thought I was an old timer, dude. I, I ain't got nothing on you. Um, but you know, like you've been through a lot, you've seen, and, and you've been in business 21 years, you have an amazing team, multi-million dollar company. Like what are some of the things that, um, you, in your opinion, keep people stuck in life? Stuck in a bad way? Yeah. Yeah. 
when I when I was a kid, and and my parents were on the outs a lot. My mother used to take me. We lived about uh, twenty minutes from a place called Gates Mills, which in in Hunting Valley, which is one of the richest communities in the country. And I can remember her driving up and down streets with these big Tudor mansions and oak trees and the streets were like triple wide. And it's like, mom, who, who lives in a place like that? Well, that's a doctor. And who lives there? Well, that's a lawyer. And who lives there? Well, he's a business owner. And so that stuff stuck with me. But then when I first started selling cars, my, my first year, full, first full year selling cars was 1970. It was the end of 74, 75. Right. And, uh, I bought my first house in my, and it was a little bungalow, nice piece of property in Canton. It was $23,000 for the house. And that first year selling cars, I made $27,000. And it was like, that was all the money in the world to me. It was like, Oh my God, I made $27,000. You know, Dude, 19... in 1974, jeez, yeah. that's a lot of money, actually. Right, yeah. But then, but there was a guy I worked with that made 50. Oh, wow. And here's the thing, and I think it, it's a long way to answer your question. I didn't think I was worthy of making $50,000. Mm. I really, I didn't think I was worth it. Like, because, well, the doctors make that money. The lawyers make that money so on and so forth. And then, uh, then I made 50. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, so, and it was like, Oh, okay, well, I guess I was worth 50, but am I worth a hundred? And yeah. that was the next stumbling block. And it, and it's, you know, Tony Robbins talks about the limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves as human beings. Yeah. And, and I was stuck dead in the middle of that. It can, it, it was just, it was a matter of, a, am I willing to do what it takes? Am, am I willing to do things that other people in my, uh, uh, other competitors, am I willing to do what I know they're not willing to do? Right. Um, and getting over the fact that I deserve it. I, I, I deserve all the promises that we've been promised through the program. Yep. Uh, I, 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 I deserve the promises that has that God has promised us um, as long as I'm doing it for good. So I, 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 in my opinion, it's getting over that, those limiting beliefs that we grow, you know, we grow up, we're, we're, you know, it's the, the, the old thing. We're all around the kitchen table. Dad or mom brings home a business opportunity. Who's he going to talk to the family, right? It's going to take place at the kitchen table. Yep. What do you guys think? Now we got generations of, Hey, don't rock the boat. Maybe you can get more hours. Maybe you can go beg for a raise. Maybe we can take a second job. Maybe I can send that and another thing. And in those, in that generational negativity holds people down. You know, we say in Automax that, that, that sometimes the people that love us the most, most, in order to support us and protect us, sometimes have us reject possible opportunities for advancing our lives by not letting us take the chances we need to take. It's right. not that they don't love us or care about us. It's just they don't want to see us get hurt. So they, they, I, I, they, they inject us with their own fears. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly, Ken, you're exactly right. Yeah. So to, to fight through that as a leader of your family, what, if it's a single parent family that, that parent, it, it, it's that parent's responsibility to, to ingrain in that, their children's life that there is more. Yes. That you are truly capable. And I'm not talking about millennial entitlement. I'm talking about, <laughs> You really can be anything you want to be. You put in the effort, learn how to do it, put in the effort, establish a why, do it with passion. Don't do something that you're not passionate about just for the money. That's going to be a short term thing. But I, I, but I think to get to success, whatever that means to a person, you have got to get rid of those limiting beliefs of I'm not worth it. I'm not worthy. Uh, 
yeah, I'm sure he can do it because I'm, you know, he must have he must have a PhD in success. Well, that's right. not the case. Right. You and I are not right. I mean, you know, we're perfect examples of that. Right. It's like, you know, so it's like, you know, it's from your heart and it and it's a shift of your state of mind, really. And and, it, and it's a matter of thinking, yeah, and acting in a different way. Amen, um, man. Amen. Yeah. And, and to go one step further than that, again, it's a Robbins thing, but it's I when I speak and and I did it at at at, at our uh, at our conference here that we just had uh, our, our our company meeting. Um, I do this Tony Robbins yo clap thing, and I go into that our 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 physiology, what we put into our bodies, how we take care of our bodies, our cells affects our psychology how we how we think yep and and how we think all ultimately determines our actions so uh <clears throat> simply put if we feel like crap you know if we're waiting for that 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 junk truck wagon to bring in cheesesteaks at 11 o'clock in the morning at the dealership and we're pounding down that junk we go out that night and we, you know we have a half a dozen drinks it, that's going to affect our physiology yep our thinking is going to go haywire. You know, all the management, you know, managers are stupid. They suck. Who ordered all these white cars? Who's handling the marketing here? They, they're dummies. And then that psychology, then when a customer comes in, is going to affect how we act. And it's just one big cycle. So, uh, you know, if we put better things in our body or our minds, what we watch on TV, what we read, the people that we hang around with that that all goes with it. Yep. So if we improve that situation, our thinking will change and ultimately our our actions will, in fact, follow. I'm a true believer in that. And, and it's been in my you know, I can't talk about anybody else. But in my life, it's made a huge difference. It just has made a huge difference. You know, I'm, uh, I've, I've had the, I'm sure you've met Grant Cardone or, or been sure. in the same circles. And, and, and I, you know, I'll tell you, it was, um, four or five years ago that I, I didn't even know who the dude was. I was, I wasn't in the car business, contrary to what everybody wants to think. Um, I, I just, I was, but ironically, the very first website I built professionally was for a, a Mercedes Benz dealership right, um, go that I was paid for. But, you know, so, so, um, that's one of the things I heard him say over and over and over and over is the number one regret that he has in life, Grant, <laughs> like, uh, the man worth who, whoever, I don't even know how much. But his num the number one regret he has is that he didn't think big enough sooner. Yeah. Right. right and right. that and I can dude, I'm fifty years old and I'm like and and I live in a nice house, a really, really nice house. And and I think, man, all of the years that I had this this are you still there? Are you you're... Yeah, uh, yeah, calls coming in. Oh, 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 oh okay. Um the you, Whoa, we just lost you. Hang on, we'll get him back. We'll get him back. This is too good for all that. Hang on, let's let me call him right back here. Uh oh. Says he's unavailable. So uh let me let me get him back on here. If I can. Hopefully. <clears throat> We're getting him back. We are getting him back. There I am. There. Okay. Hold, I I can't see you yet. We good? Uh, it'll it'll come. I think it'll come on. I hear you. There, there you are. are. There you are. Sorry about that. That's that's all right. Okay. That's all right. I. You there? You go. You're a little bit cut off. If you can angle the phone down a little bit. Um. But. Yep. You know the um. The, the, it's that it's, it's the, it's, it's where, you know, what we were talking about is the, the limiting thinking that we, we have. And, you know, I can tell you that I, my, I just didn't, I was just like you, man. I didn't. And, and it all stems back from what other people teach us probably a lot of it. Right. 
I, there's a, I, I'm going to call the guy out because he's, he's not, I, I, he's no longer operating his dealership, but right out of high school, I, I walked, I, I left high school in 12th grade and said, this, this isn't for me anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I didn't go to college except for Ohio state university. I go down there to party and pick up chicks. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but, but the, um, the, which normally it was just party, but you know, I, I, um, <laughs> Because you know you get too drunk as an alcoholic, to, but but anyway, the the um, you know I I just lost my train of thinking, my train of thought after all that. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, we were talking about Grant and uh, yeah. limiting beliefs, and it, it, anyway, it's it's just it's that it, it, the limiting beliefs that we have in life are what holds us back, and oh, to yeah. the Tansky. Tom Tansky is a Toyota dealer here, and, and, and so I worked at Honda out of high school at the factory, and I hated it. So about two and a half years in, I'm like, I got to get a job in sales and make some real money. And I went to Tansky Toyota, and the dude looked at my resume, or my, my he tested me or whatever, and said, and he looks, he goes, you should never get into sales, ever, ever. <laughs> We're not going to hire you. And I'm like, what? Why? And he's like, cause this is just not for you. Go back to Honda, keep building cars. And I was like, <laughs> and it, I, I don't know, like that stuck with me. Interestingly enough, I became a national sales trainer in the home security industry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, it was one of those things though, for years I, that it's what Tony Robbins calls the legs under the table, right? The, those, right. those negative affirmations that we, that'll just destroy a person, you know, right, if, right. if they allow it. And I allowed it for a long time, but I also use that negativity to excel. Like tell me I can't do something and watch. Yeah. Right. That is a real motivator, isn't it? It, for me it really it is. is. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. We, uh, uh, you know, I mean, we literally receive hundreds of thousands of resumes and applications every year. And, um, and, you know, with, with a 3.7 unemployment rate, we're, we're not dealing with, uh, uh, in the old days, we were dealing with a lot of unemployed people. Yeah. What, what we're dealing with now are people that are looking for better employment, yeah. which is a little tougher find, but obviously a better hire, you know, yeah. generally speaking for the dealer. But one of the first things we have to get through to these people is that, the car business is not like you see on TV on a sitcom. Right, right. Right. I mean, it's like it doesn't have to be done that way. The first thing that we talk about in our classes is don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. So our, our trainers will stand up and say, OK, so how old am I? How much money do I make? How much is my credit? What's my credit score? What kind of car do I drive? If I married, am I single? Did I, did I go to college? Just by looking at me, tell me who I am. Yeah. And and then they pass all the paperwork. And of course, and it's never even close. Right. Right. And, 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 and so the, the 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 point is now look at each other. What do you people look like? Well, you look like the customers that are going to be walking into this dealership. So yeah. I'm the only one in here looks like a car salesman. Right? <laughs> right. So so it, it's like, you know, so let's get that out of the way first. You all can be car salesmen. Then we go into the rule 10 dead at midnight. Yeah. Because this is the way we want your clients to be treated because they're not going to be treated that way by your competitors. Right. Right. So 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 we take so we take try to take all the negative connotations of the business um, away from these people right from jump. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because what's going to happen is that night they're going to go home. And somebody, husband, wife, brother, sister, girlfriend, boyfriend, aunt, uncle, yeah. significant other, is going to say, so how was your first day of training? Right. Well, wow, this is all like life skill stuff, man. We didn't even learn anything about cars today. It was like, I think I can do this. It's like th th this could be the thing we finally that we've been looking for our whole lives. It has nothing to do with selling a car. That's it's right. all about changing a, per a person's state. Uh, and that, and I think that's very important when we're, when we're 
when we're doing something like this, at least in our business, that that's where we start is, is, is getting their minds in a different direction that you can, in fact, be successful. And this is a, excuse the pun, a vehicle under which we can help you assist you to make that happen. And, and we've been just so fortunate. It, it, you know, I was talking to somebody the other yesterday on the phone. It's like a, a guy called me and, uh, that I, that I personally trained 18 years ago and he just bought his first dealership. And it's wow. like, you know, the guy was working in a factory from 11 to seven at night. He would come into my training class at nine 30, right? Wow. For five, for five days, the dealer hired him uh, that I was uh, retained by. And, you know, it's 18 years later, but the guy buys himself a dealership. I mean, it's like, Dude, that's so, awesome. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, we have actually like a lot of stories like that just because of the sheer volume of business we've done. Yeah. But, and, and money's important. Don't let me get crazy here, but I tell you what, man, you put X amount of dollars in front of me or that story. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to be telling that story a lot more than the money. I, I, tell, I, I love that, man. There's a guy on here named Bradley Ingalls says, Craig is the reason for my success in the car business. Thanks, Automax. So, <laughs> dude, that's what it's about, man. That's what that, that is like you can have, I, <clears throat> I, ha, I know a guy that was the wealthiest, and this is not a made up story. It's true. I'm not going to mention names because it's just too close, but um, the wealthiest man in the county that he lived in in Ohio and he developed an illness and he was laying on his deathbed and his son who was probably the second wealthiest man in this county said well you know dad when you pass what do you want me to do with this investment and that investment and this one you have and this one and this one and he finally interrupted him he said look do whatever you want with them I don't care I'm not taking it with me I don't care right Let's talk about real life. So right. like, you know, and, and I'm telling you, the guy was worth millions and millions and millions. So yeah. like, and he just like, when you're at the end of your life, you're not going to care how much money you have in the, you're just not, I want to no. take care of my family. I want to know that my wife and my daughters are taken care of. I, you know, but dude, that's not what gets me out of bed every morning. Right. <laughs> that's not yeah, what I, it's about. No, it, 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 it and, and it's uh, the, the the Bradley guy you mentioned, uh, you know, at my funeral, <laughs> I, yeah. I'd like to have a lot of people stand up and say, this guy wasn't a car salesman. This guy didn't own a recruiting company. This guy helped change people's lives. And that's that that's more important to me than than Dude, anything. That's, that's that's incredible. So hmm. let me ask you this. And, and we're at the end of the hour. Holy moly. Oh, wow. Simons, Frank Lopes, they're uh, on here. Wow. Uh, Scott's awesome. Scott he, is he amazing, did. man. And, Fr and Frank is my man. Frankie's the best, man. He is, man. I love Frank. So yeah. so let me ask you this. I ask this question of every guest on the show. I had the wonderful opportunity of having a vehicle repossessed in front of all of my employees once. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally thought about quitting my own company that day. Um, but, but like, like somebody fire me, man, I need to get, but everybody was getting paid except for me. Right. So, so I, you know, you fell behind, but, but anyway, so, you know, if somebody called you up and they said, man, I, I, life is horrible. My, my electric's getting shut off tomorrow. Um, my, my, um, my, my car was repossessed last week. I can't feed my family. Um, I I'm doing everything I know how to do. I just, I'm stuck and I don't know what to do. What are you going to say to that person? Because dude, that can get you. And I've been there. It can get you to a real dark place. And you know, what do you say to that person to help them? right there get over the hump to help them you know go man because there is light you know that i know that there is light at the end of the tunnel even though it may be pitch black yeah um well i i, I my first thought is i got i got to revert back to the people that ultimately ended up saving my life 25 years ago um i would share my story 
with that person. Yeah. Um, it, you know, what it was like, what happened and what it's like now and, uh, and, and what's available to, to him or her, uh, and, and, and see if, if, if that would at least get the, uh, a dialogue going to where I could help them head in the right direction. And I, I have kind of the cheat code because I'm an ability to be able to take a person like that and put them in a car dealership right? and, you know, and, and really change, you know, make generational changes, um, which, which is really very, very important. But, but, but I, but I think sharing, you know, how it was, what happened and what it's like now for me, uh, that way that person knows you're not full of crap. Right. And you're just quoting them a bunch of motivational stuff that, you know, you can find on Google anywhere. Um, (laughs) so, but you know, if, you know, if, if I'm sitting there with another human being, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that something I say resonates with them. Yeah. And that, that the feelings, cause that's what people really buy into. People don't buy our products, services, or ideas. And what we're talking about here is an idea. Right. They buy how they imagine using that idea will make them feel. So I think if you can, if, if you can talk to a person's feelings, um, I, I think it goes a long way into being able to effectively change the direction of their life. Give them opportunity. And again, I'm blessed to be in a position where I can give literally anybody an opportunity. I mean, we're, we are uh, in 2019, uh, our, we're have a real emphasis on, on getting veterans hired. I mean, a big, big, big emphasis on that and, and, and women, uh, in in the care business. And, and, and I, you know, it, it would do, it would turn me on to, you know, just, I don't know, to take any story, single female parent, three kids, you know, husband leaves, not doing the right thing. And we can, we can get her hooked up. And next thing you know, she's buying her first house. She's upgrading her car. She's putting money away for her kids for school. You know, they don't have to wear the same tattered clothes every day that, you know, whatever we make on that deal with the dealer, that's, that's one thing. But knowing that we could effectively change the direction of a person and a whole family's life is, um, it's a big reward. It's a big reward and it's important. Uh, and it's something that, uh, I think, I think it fuels our company. It's not, uh, it, what we do, there is a science to it and we're really, really good at it. Right. But, but the, but I think the reason whatever success we've been blessed to have really comes from where, where we start with our why. And that's, you know, uh, things we've already discussed yeah, uh, with, yeah. with rule 10 and so forth. So I, I get that'd be my best answer. Um, you know, and, uh, so yeah. uh, let, let me ask, let me ask you this. Um, first, let me say from the bottom of my heart, my existence, I am so freaking grateful that I reached out to you and asked you to be on this show, man, because you are amazing. You're, you're an amazing human doing. I won't call you a human being because you are a human doing. I, I love it, dude. You're amazing. Thank you so much. I, and I feel the same about you. It's uh, just amazing. All the things that we share are just mind blowing. So it's crazy. I, 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 I'm, it, it is a legit honor to be spend this time with you. I really appreciate it. So l- l- let me ask you, how, first off, how can everybody follow you? Oh, okay. Uh, well, we're pretty much everywhere. Uh, Facebook, uh, you know, uh, Craig Lockard. Uh, we have a couple fan pages there, Automax Recruiting or Automax Recruiting and Training, uh, Twitter. Uh, we have a huge, I, I use LinkedIn a lot. So we have a, a, a huge following on LinkedIn, uh, both company and, and, and privately. Uh, I just started in the Instagram, uh, our, our website, uh, Automax Recruiting, uh, and Training.com. Uh, and, I don't know how many people do this and I don't care, but my cell number, my cell number 
is 609-517-1152. And if you need me, and if there's any possible way uh, I can help, uh, I'll help. It's uh, pretty much as simple as that. So. <laughs> I love it, man. That's unbelievable. We just had the CEO of a multi-million dollar company give out his cell phone number. So there you go. Yeah. That's, that's incredible, dude. You're, you're the end, but it doesn't shock me. Like I can just, I can just tell, man, you're, you're an amazing dude. Um, so I, I, I don't have, I, I mean, I could go all day talking to you, man. Yeah. So, same um, here. Everybody on here be like, there'd be one person left here in a little bit. <laughs> But, um, listen, I, I, I really, I really appreciate it. I, I, I think we're, I, I really hope that we have a long term friendship coming, man. You're, you're a good dude. I have a feeling that'll happen. Actually, uh, in a couple of months, I'll be, my daughter lives in Clintonville, which, uh, is, is, is not far from you where yeah. you used to live. Yeah, I used uh, to live down there. So, uh, so let, let's do this. Uh, uh, I'll be there in a couple months and let's you and I go, uh, break some bread while I'm there. Definitely. If you're available. Definitely. I'm in, man. Let's do it. I, yeah. I, I love it, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate, appreciate you being on the show. And, uh, you know, look, if there's any way I could ever help you out in any way, you know, I would and, and just reach out. Anthony knows how to get a hold of me too. So, Thank yep. you so much. Thank you to Thank everybody you. that's been on the show. Thank, Thank you, you to everyone. Appreciate or been on here today. Um, yeah, my wife's on here. She said, "Wow, come visit." So, ah, that's yeah. awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, Thank you. Uh, all right, listen. Thank you guys. We'll see you guys. Um, I think yeah, Monday. Thank you. Don't hang right. up, Craig. Okay. All right. See you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.